Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Boom Biology Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about blood. Now, blood is a short chapter, but it's a very interesting one in that you can think of blood as like a story. I know it's kind of weird, but there's all these different characters, all these various things going on. Each thing has its own function. It's doing its own job. And yet it all works together to literally make you function in a good way. And blood is really interesting. Anyways, so we're just going to head right into it with the definitions. So there's only like three definitions for this chapter. The first one is plasma, which is the liquid part of the blood. Then you have serum, which is plasma from which the clotting proteins have been removed. Leukemia then is a type of cancer in which white blood cells are made too rapidly and are immature. So what are our goals slash learning outcomes for today's episode? First of all, we want to be able to describe what blood is made up of and what does each part of the blood actually do. Then we want to be able to name the four main types of blood, like the four main blood groups. And then finally, we want to be able to describe the structure and the function of red and white blood cells in a tad bit more detail. So what is blood actually made up of? Blood is made up of four main things. It's made up of plasma, which is the liquid part of the blood. It's made up of red blood cells, which are also known as corpuscles. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's made up of white blood cells and platelets. Now, plasma, as we said before, is the liquid part of your blood, and it makes up 55% of your blood. Now, the plasma itself then is made up of 90% water, which is understandable because plasma is the liquid part of the blood. You have 7% of it being made up of proteins and 3% of your plasma then being dissolved materials. Now, plasma would be like your solvent in that there's water in it and then the dissolved materials inside that would be your solute. Now, what kind of proteins are present in plasma? As we said, proteins are present there's many different types of proteins. So what ones are specific to plasma? Well, antibodies, which are made up by white blood cells, what they do is that they attack foreign substances and they don't let bacteria and viruses damage your body. So antibodies would be a type of protein that's present in your plasma to stop bad things from coming in and damaging you, you know, as protection. And then there's this other type of protein called clotting proteins, and they form blood clots. Now, what is a clot? A clot is basically when your early blood, which is a liquid, kind of becomes a gel-like solid. It's not a full-on solid, but it would form like a gel, and it would be semi-solid. And what it does is that it would block blood from getting out of that area. The reason it happens is when you cut yourself, you don't want to be losing too much blood. So your body, what it does is it will clot that blood. So it will not too much blood can escape. What does plasma do for you? What's the function of plasma? Well, plasma transports dissolved materials across your body. Again, like I said, if there's dissolved materials in your plasma and it's the liquid part of the blood, things like glucose, amino acids, minerals, and vitamins, they need to be able to get where they need to be. And plasma acts as that transport system that all these substances take in order to get to where they need to be. And plasma also, it carries heat because as like living things, you want to maintain a constant body temperature. And the fact that plasma is made up of like 90% of water and water doesn't, like the heat and water will not fluctuate a lot. It tends to stay constant. So 
it helps you to maintain that internal temperature of 37 degrees inside of you. Do you know, it helps you to maintain homeostasis. It helps you to maintain a specific heat inside and not go like crazy above or crazy below that temperature. Uh, it keeps it at optimal temperature so that, you know, everything can function just right. And then with plasma, there's also this other part of the plasma, which is called the serum. Now, serum is the type of plasma from which the clotting proteins have been removed. And it contains plasma-soluble material. So what does that mean? It means that plasma, it's basically the part of plasma that doesn't do the block thing. It doesn't clot your blood. The clotting proteins are gone, therefore it can't clot your blood anymore. But it has all the dissolved material still inside it. That's what your serum is. So now on to red blood cells. Another name for red blood cells is corpuscles or another name other than that is erythrocytes as well. Where are they made? They're made in your bone marrow and they're made in places like your ribs, your bone marrow in your ribs, your bone marrow in your breastbone. Like, you know, there are long bones now, like your arms and your legs. That's where red blood cells are made. Now, Red blood cells, what they do for you is that they transport oxygen and they have these specific features that are unique to them. First of all, when they are mature, they don't have a nuclei. They don't have any mitochondria present in them. Now, what my- mitochondria does for you is that it does the respiration. Do you know, it helps you to release energy and stuff. So it doesn't have any mitochondria in it. And what's specific to red blood cells is that it has its biconcave shape. So if you think of, do you know those jammy dodger biscuits? And the way where at the top of the biscuit you go down then where the jam part is and then the biscuit is at the top. Well, if that's like one concave part, but if you were to imagine a jammy, jo- jammy dodger biscuit with the same feature on the bottom, you know, an out in out, that is what's known as a biconcave shape. And red blood cells have that shape. And the reason they have this specific shape is the, that they have a large surface area and that they can actually easily exchange the oxygen. And what's also unique to red blood cells that other blood cells don't have, in order to be able to transport oxygen, they have this chemical called hemoglobin. Now, hemoglobin contains iron in it and What it does is that it loosely bonds with oxygen and then it will transport oxygen wherever it needs to go. The iron from your hemoglobin, so what happens is that you have your hemoglobin and it goes into your lungs and then afterwards, once it binds with the oxygen, it will give you oxyhemoglobin. So what happens is hemoglobin itself is purple. It will go, you know, into your lungs. Your lungs will, I guess, blow oxygen onto it if you were to think about it that way. And then you have what's known as oxyhemoglobin. Then this oxyhemoglobin will transport oxygen to your uh, body cells and they will use up the oxygen. And then once there's no oxygen left, it will return to the hemoglobin that it originally was. Red blood cells, they can't repair themselves. They don't have a nuclei, as I said before, they don't have mitochondria. They're very simple. So once they're damaged, they're just damaged. Like you can't fix them, but you will extract the good things that it has from it. So things like the iron that came from the hemoglobin, then that will be stored in your liver because dead red blood cells are broken down in your liver and your spleen. So the iron from your hemoglobin that is stored in the liver, it will get recycled and then it will make new hemoglobin then in your bone marrow. 
things like the rest of the chemicals that are present in your red blood cell they get converted to different kinds of bile pigments so biliverdin and bilirubin would be two main examples of those so moving on to white blood cells now white blood cells some specific features that they have is that they are bigger than red blood cells they have no definite shape they have a nucleus and they can live for a few days to a few years they're less numerous than red blood cells as red blood cells for every 700 of those there's only one white blood cells that's present but what's similar is that white blood cells are also made in your bone marrow so what do white blood cells do for you what is their role what they do is that they defend and fight body infections and the different types of white blood cells do this in different ways so the first type of white blood cells like the role of white blood cells is to make antibodies antibodies being the specific kind of proteins that would damage bacteria and viruses that enter your body to cause damage to you so lymphocytes are a type of white blood cell that would react to invading particles like these bacteria and these viruses that would enter to try to harm you. Phagocytes then are a specific type of white blood cell and what they would do is that they would engulf your bacteria and your viruses and digest them. And that whole process is what's known as phagocytosis. So what I'm trying to say is that a phagocyte, what it does is think of it like your mouth, for example, the way you bite into food. If your mouth was a phagocyte, it would bite into bacteria and viruses and it would just eat them up. So, you know, the way your mouth has a top and a bottom, that top and bottom is that shape. The top and bottom would be like your pseudopodia and you would you use your mouth to bite in, right? So that biting in, that engulfing is done by your pseudopodia and they would eat up the prey. Yeah, they would eat up bacteria and viruses. Then you have another type of white blood cell that's known as a lymphocyte. And what a lymphocyte does is, well, some of its features are the fact that it is also made in your bone marrow, just like other white blood cells are. Some of them then would then mature in your lymphatic tissue. Lymphatic tissue, again, being lymphocytes tissues would be a group of cells that carry out the same function. So, you know, they'd work together. Then you have the fact that lymphocytes their specific feature is that they have a large round nucleus with very little cytoplasm and they can survive between three months and 10 years and later on they are stored in your lymphatic system so they're stored in places like your spleen your lymph nodes your tonsils your adenoids and your thymus glands and they are made up of 20 and what lymphocytes do for you again is that they make these antibodies they don't they make these substances that will attack bacteria and viruses now as i said before they have a very big nucleus and very little cytoplasm well think of it like they needs a big set of instructions right to be able to kill bacteria and viruses and there's so many different types it would need a lot of instructions to be able to do it right that's why maybe think of the nucleus the nucleus being the control center of the cell so that's why it would have a big nucleus and then you know small cytoplasm if that would help you to remember the shape just think of it well it's doing a lot of stuff it's trying to kill a lot of things it needs a lot of you know instructions and Therefore, it's going to have a big nucleus, a big control center. Then another type of white blood cell that we have is what's known as a monocyte. And what a monocyte does is that it's also some of its features are that it is made in your bone marrow. It makes up of 5% of your white blood cells. It, they don't survive for a very long time. They only survive between six to nine days and their nuclei has a kidney shape and the function of your white blood cell is that they scavenge throughout the body they surround and digest bacteria and other particles they work just like phagocytes do in that sense that they would 
go around your body, surround and eat other bacteria and other particles. But they are bigger versions of your phagocytes. So these would be known as macrophages as well. Now moving on to platelets. Platelets, another name for platelets is thrombocytes. And they are made in your bone marrow from bigger cells. Bigger cells, large cells break down to make platelets or cell fragments. And what do platelets do for you? What they do is that they clot the blood. So a clot, like I said before, is basically when your blood, in order to prevent, when you cut yourself, in order to prevent you losing blood, what your platelet will do is that it will form a clot. So um, damaged body cells give this signal, they make these chemicals that would stimulate to the platelets that oh my god I'm bi- I'm getting hurt please do something so platelets would form this blood clot and it acts like a block and what it does is that it prevents microorganisms or bacteria or viruses from coming in to the damaged part and what it also does is that it helps you to reduce your loss of blood now blood can be put into four main categories or four main blood groups. You have group A, B, AB, and O. So you can have A positive, negative, B positive, negative, AB positive, negative, or O positive, negative. And depending on the types of chemicals that are present, or whether there are any chemicals present at all, at all is what's going to, you know, you're going to get your chemicals based off of that. Then another way to categorize your blood is through rhesus factor. And that means that you have your blood will be of a type on whether it has this chemical called rhesus present in it or not. Or being RH positive means that you do have rhesus and being RH negative means that you do not have this rhesus factor. Now, we know we learned a lot about the different parts of your blood, like your plasma, your white blood cells, your red blood cells. We've done all of that. But what does blood actually do for you? Now, blood has many functions. First of all, what blood does for you is that it transports food waste products and it transports hormones by your plasma. Your plasma has all these dissolved materials in your body and what it does, it helps to transport these materials to get where they need to be. So you need glucose for energy, you need protein, you need amino acids to be able to make your proteins and your plasma just transports it to wherever it needs to go. So, you know, your body cells can get energy and your body cells can make proteins, for example. Like we said, what plasma also did, which plasma, since it's a part of blood, blood will also do for you is the fact that it would transport heat from your internal organs by using your plasma to maintain this constant body temperature that you have of 37 degrees Celsius. Your blood protects you from disease. Your white blood cells specifically protect you from disease by either eating the bad bacteria and viruses that try to come in and damage your system or by making antibodies in order to destroy them and your platelets then what their job is is that they clot the blood they you know prevent blood loss by you know making the blood go into the semi-solid gel state that we talked about previously so that is it for today's episode i really hope you enjoyed today's episode you learned something even if it's something small and i hope your confusions about blood were cleared again don't forget to follow me don't forget to you know, check out the show notes and stuff. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.